Welcome to the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs. You'll hear insights and ideas from the world's top entrepreneurs and thought leaders designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Now, now here's your host, Steve Cypress. Hello, it is Throwback Thursday, August what is it, 19th, I believe, 2021. Steve Cypress here. And scrolling through Facebook uh, about a couple of weeks ago, uh, one of my friends who has built a very impressive, like a $10 million company, and he's looking to grow, and he uh, posted uh, on Facebook that he was looking to hire more salespeople, and it was selling advertising, and blah, 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 and I was like, man, you know, that brings back the memories, because I answered an ad just like that, uh, now over uh, 16 years ago. I think it was in 2005, uh, I was uh, doing my uh, small business consulting, and back in those days, I had made the mistake of consulting with startup wannabe business owners, who I love, and I have successfully started up multiple businesses from scratch myself and built them to six figures, so people were asking me all the time, can you help me do it? And I started doing the consulting, and man, after a year or two of doing that, uh, unfortunately, I found out I wasn't getting paid. Over and over, these people would not follow through, as most businesses fail, and in this case, they never even really got started. I would do so much work, set things up, and then they would say, you know what, I'm just going to stay in my job. Uh, most of these people were working a job and wanted to start a business, and anyway, big mistake, okay? So in your business... That's a big lesson right there is good news and bad news. You choose who you're going to work with. You choose your ideal target client, customer, patient, member. It's up to you. You don't just have to automatically take anyone that walks through the door. That's no way to run a business. You seek out and then you only accept to work with you people that you absolutely want to work with. And in this case, I had just picked the wrong group of people because I wasn't getting paid. And then... Uh, big crashing blow, my beautiful wife Michelle's six-figure job, the company decided to, you know, as companies usually do, they switched around the regions and uh, cut out uh, some of their reps, and it was uh, last uh, in, first out, and there were reps, she'd been with the company for a few years, but there were reps that had been there 10, 15 years, and she was one of the ones bounced out, even though she was doing great, and uh, doing a great job, making lots of money, and they, they loved her, but they they made this move, and so suddenly, I looked around, and I said, you know, uh, we need to replace that income. Somebody needs to be the man of the house and get a real job, get some money coming in now, and I can, you know, do my consulting on the side or build it later or something, but I got to get some money. You know, somebody's got to be the man of the house. That looks like that's got to be me, and so I looked for an ad, uh, and I looked for the ads back then in the newspaper, uh, and... Uh, and I maybe uh, on the computer, but I think it was in the newspaper, and I saw the ad. It said, uh, wanted, uh, I was under sales, you know, wanted salesperson to sell advertising to small business owners. And I was like, what the heck? That's me. I love small business owners, and that's what I help people do. I help them with their sales, their marketing, their advertising. This is perfect. I called up. And they explain, you know, it's this, you're going to see local business owners, you help with their advertising, this, that, whatever. 
And at the end of it, they were like, uh, by the way, it's the yellow pages. And it was like I got hit by seven tons of bricks. I was like, oh, the yellow pages. Well, yeah, I mean, that's they described it well. That's what the yellow page reps are doing. Sales reps are selling advertising to local business owners. Uh, but the yellow pages, yuck, who wanted that? This is 2005 where, you know, the Internet which had been around for a while, but kind of uh, business owners were finally catching on and were all getting websites and were starting to do Google pay-per-click and, and thinking about moving stuff to online and, and YouTube and Facebook was about to come out and, you know, online was about to explode and people were looking for other means of, of doing the marketing and advertising than just the old fuddy-duddy yellow pages, which, you know, back in those days, the book was this thick when I started, Chicago Yellow Pages, and now the books are like this thick. Uh, people still making money in them. I'm still making up yellow page ads and big winners and uh, clients are bringing in big money with them, but there's just less and less people doing them. But back then, uh, I just had to suck it up and say, you know what, until I heard it was for the yellow pages, the job description is what I want to do, what I'm great at, love small business owners, I know how to make up great ads, I'm really going to help them out. Where do advertisers need more help than with the yellow pages? You can open one right to this day. It's the same as it was back then. All the ads kind of look the same. If you know anything about ads, like I do, you know they all suck. They need a lot of help anyway. Long story short, uh, just brought back the memories. This is not the Yellow Page. My friend's company is not selling Yellow Pages, but it was the same kind of ad. Need people to sell advertising. And I was like, man, it doesn't say exactly what it is, exactly what the company. I'm like, man... Brings back the memories of that ad that I answered 16 years ago. And it led to, I just recently found these things. I was looking for something. And I found a, a stack of awards I got in my uh, little over three years I spent with the Yellow Pages. They couldn't make up enough. I got every promotion, trip, prize, award, won every contest. No matter what team they put me on with which reps, they were all happy because we won the dinner, we won the trip, we won the whatever. You know, I won every contest in the whole over three years there. And every award, and look at these kind of things, like, oh, there's a pace setter of 2005. There's a MVP award of the training when I first started. Oh, there is the, what's this one? Oh, number one account rep. 12 point whatever net gain, and what year is that? What does it say there? 2006. Look at me there. What's this one? Uh, oh, 1,010... <laughs> A thousand ten percent to objective, which reminds not a hundred percent, a thousand percent to objective, ten times the ridiculous objective, which reminds me I was there about six months. We worked on two different yellow page books a year, and after the first one, after six months, they were like, "Hey, uh, you know, next week is the uh, the kickoff uh, for the next campaign, and we have the big meeting." When I go, why do I have to go to that? I, I'm going on appointments and going out to see business owners. Like, I don't have time for that. And they're like, no, no, you have to go to this. I'm like, why do I have to go to that? Don't you want me out there making sales, going to see advertisers and, 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 and doing my thing? And they're like, no, no. First of all, everyone has to attend this. It's the big, but not only is it the kickoff for the next campaign, we celebrate the last one and you are being celebrated more than anyone else because you've like broken every record the company's ever had and you're getting every award they can possibly imagine. So you have to show up. I'm like, oh, crap, whatever, so i got to show up. So, you know, I was not, it's my first and only 
you know, Fortune 500 corporate type of job and uh, cubicle and all that. And I just wasn't into it, but they were into all this stuff. And I remember when uh, they gave me these awards and I didn't understand what they were. Thousand ten percent to objective. I'm like, well, what, what is that? What's the objective? What, what was the objective? I don't know what the objective. He goes, oh, oh, you had a quota. You know, you were over the quota by ten times over the quota. I'm like, I didn't know I had a quota. What was the quota? And I remember back then he said your quota was a three point one percent net gain over the previous year. So if they gave me a million dollars worth of accounts, I was to bring back a million and. 30,000, whatever the heck, you know, 3.1%. And I can't even think of it, it's so small. And I'm like, damn, it's a good thing you didn't tell me that was my quota. Because my personal quota was a hell of a lot higher than that. I was really pissed off if I didn't do like a 20 or a 30% gain on every single advertiser I went to see. I helped them out, I fixed their ad. They wanted to run more ads, bigger ads, whatever, because I was helping them out. And plus I was signing up, I was getting all kinds of referrals. Everyone was like, calling their friends like, hey, I know you canceled your Yellow Page eight years ago, but you've got to talk to this guy. He really knows how to make money in the Yellow Page. And I got all these referrals and all these. So, if, you know, if you always there, you know, no matter what you said or did, there are businesses that would cancel their ad. First of all, some go out of business, but others just cancel their ad. Nothing you can do. So to keep over that percentage, you have to replace them with new ads. And I was getting all kinds of new ads and whatever. So you know, I was like, wow, 1,010% to your ridiculous little objective. That must mean I did like, you know, 31% gain when the objective was 3.1. I'm like, it's a good thing you didn't tell me that my quota was 3.1. I might have gotten to five and thought that was good and stopped. Uh, I kept going. Oh, and here's, so here's a, maybe that's even the one. That's the same I get another award, kind of, there it is. Number one of 30.3% net gain. Sounds like that's the one. There's me, my beautiful wife, Michelle. I had to take a picture of me in the backyard with my Yellow Page book when I put up my website, yellowpage, yellowpagesgold.com. I gave it up. Somebody else has it now. I looked. But uh, turn your yellow pages into gold. And I put up a whole website with all kinds of stuff and great stuff and helped me make a lot of sales. What's this one? Number one for... New orders sold. I sold seven new orders in training. Number one. Uh, number one, net gain when I moved up to bigger ads. Now I only got a 4.5% net gain, but that was number one. And what year was that? 2007 for whatever that thing was. Uh, what's this one here? Number one, 19% net gain, 637% to eject it. I think that's what it is. That's little over six times 3.1 is a 19% net gain. Uh, in 2007, I was number one rep, premise rep. That meant out in the field, on premise of the advertiser, as opposed to the phone rep, which was called, I forget what it was called, but I was the premise rep, so I was the number one rep in that thing. And on and on and on and on. What's this one? New business leader, 17.6%. Don't know what it means, but I... Brought in a lot of new business for them. What's this one? Quota Buster. See, I told you, they got to like make up stuff. Quota Buster. 150% to objective. Again, I didn't know what your objective was to me. I have my own objectives. What's this one? That just looks like it's the same thing. Training most new orders sold. Looks like I already had that one. Why do I have two of them? 
here's one. Number one, number one on the CPR. That, uh, that was some kind of report. The some kind of something report. That's where they showed me. Hey, I put this on your desk every day, your daily report. I'm like, it's a bunch of numbers that I don't even know what it means. And I don't have time for that. I'm going to make up ads. And I'm going to help advertisers. And it was uh, number one on the CPR. Ace is here. Ace, what, what was CPR? That was that report that Wallace would put on my desk every day and I never looked at it. I just threw it right out. He was like, supposed to look at this. It's all the numbers. I'm like, I'm too busy getting the numbers. I got no time to look at your numbers. You look at the numbers and you look at all the money you're making. Uh, but this was a 30.3% net gain. Number one on the CPR in... 2007 Northwest. And, uh, oh, number one AR. Look at that, fool. Look at that guy. Number one AR. See, still, same as back then. I only own white dress shirts. I must have 20 white button down dress shirts. Got about 10 navy suits. And got about 50 ties that all have red in them. And uh, now I, I don't wear ties with that much black in them. I don't wear ties anymore because now I'm here in the Phoenix area. And when I first wore a tie when I was speaking down here somewhere, they were like, take that tie off. We don't wear ties down here. And I was like, well, but that's what I do. I wear a navy suit and a white shirt and a red tie. And they're like, you don't wear ties, take it off. So no more ties. But anyway, uh, ranking report, he says. Yeah, CPR. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. It was the numbers. It was the well, CPR must have stood for something, right? CPR was some kind of report. But that's what I mean. See, they put jargon on these things. Like, they couldn't just say, you're number one. They had to give me a thing, a plaque to hang up that said, number one CPR. Like, nobody even, what, what are you doing? Like, but I do. Oh, the goal was 7%. And what did I hit? I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, and then Ace, who's here also, uh, came on board, what, about a year after me, maybe? And uh, lo and behold, was sitting like diagonally across from me, his cubicle, my cubicle. And uh, man, Ace was the smartest rep they ever had because on his first day, he came over to me and said, hey, uh, I hear you're the guy breaking all the records. Show me everything you're doing. Or it was there show me one thing, he said. Uh, and I just laughed. He was like, show me how you arrange the pitch binder. Show me how you arrange the pitch binder. Uh, and I was like, the what? That thing, I threw that in the trunk of my car the first day. They don't know what they're doing with sales here. That's why the reps come and go. The advertisers cancel their ads like they don't help anybody. They're all just out to make a buck and sell stuff. I'm here to help the advertiser. And believe me, that'll make plenty of money. Did it not? Look at all those awards, which, by the way, came with it hundreds of thousands of dollars and millions and millions of dollars for the company. But uh, I remember that. I think that was the first thing you asked, Ace. Hey, show me how you arrange your pitch binder. I'm like, I arrange it by throwing it in the trunk and ignoring it. Okay? I don't memorize whatever I did for the test and the training. You had to all memorize the script. I'm like, that script sucked. I, I don't just talk at people. I'm going to have a conversation with business owners. And if I can help them out, I'm going to give them a suggestion that will help them out. And if they take it, everyone will make a lot of money. And so that was the start of a beautiful relationship. Because then every time I was doing anything... Ace would come over, look over my shoulder and go, what's that? I'm like, it's a new sales letter on Mali. I'm like, can, I put, can you put my name on that and my photo on that and print it up for me too? And I'm like, you bastard, you bastard. I took like a week 
to write out this whole sales letter or whatever. And he's just smart enough to come right over and go, hey, can you just put my name and photo on it and I can mail it out too? <laughs> like, of course I said yes, but like, you bastard. But you know what? He was the only rep smart enough to do that. How many reps were there, Ace? There's like 60 reps in the place or more. And Ace was the only one smart enough to go, hey, can I copy everything you're doing? And we copied about half of it, Ace copied. The rest, you know, I was working there till all hours of the night and weekend, whatever, doing stuff so that, you know, I didn't want the manager seeing what I was working on. None of it was approved. It was all, because it all made sense and it all worked. So it was against all their old school fuddy-duddy, if their ad doesn't work, just sell them a bigger ad. I'm like, really? If the ad doesn't work, how about you fix their ad? Nobody ever thought about that. There. Anyway, Ace, uh, what's Ace saying here? Uh, your quota was all you could possibly sell in the time period allotted. Right, that's our personal quota. Remember that time, Ace? We, uh, uh, there was this rep there, Dan something. And he won a contest, and the award of the... Con- no, no, it wasn't a... They, they, they gave some kind of a bonus uh, for hitting a certain whatever commission, whatever. You made some sales, you got a bonus. And his response was like, damn, that's awesome. Now I only have to work half the day. It was like it, it could double his pay. He was like, I only have to work half the day. Do you remember that, Ace, when he said, we just looked at each other in complete disbelief. We're like, are there really people like this on this planet that are in a commissioned sales job where... If they can make double the money to translate into their head, I'll be lazy and work half a day. While we just sat there and said, holy crap, now I'll work more than I ever did and I'll make three times the money as everybody else. Remember that one? I mean, come on now. So, uh, yeah, what well, Ace says, uh, you said you can have money. Yeah, right? You were like, hey, can I get that letter? I'm like, yeah, I'll just put your name on it. And, you know, of course you can. And uh, what does Ace say? Nobody believed I was making 150K a year as an AR, that's the lowest level, handling the smallest ads, right. I mean, I remember when the old dogs were complaining because they lowered the base pay and they raised the commission, which of course you and me loved, right? But the old dog salespeople who sucked and were just there to wait until their pension vested and whatever, were complaining like crazy. I got a family to feed, they're taking money out of my pocket. I'm like, you're kidding, right? Like I'm making so much more money with the higher commission. And I remember one of these old dogs, I won't mention his name, but Ace, you would know him. And he looked over at me and he goes, like, like, what are you making? Like, you know, he was at the highest level handling all the full page advertisers. And I was one level below and handling like, you know, quarter page advertisers and stuff. The AE level, they called it, account executive. And, uh, and I made over 200,000 that year. And uh, I was like, Oh, I don't know. Like, you know, he's like, what'd you make last year? I'm like, I don't know, like 220 or something. And I just did. I had no idea. I didn't know what other people are making. I thought, you know, come on now, make some money. Uh, he, I just remember he looked at the guy next to him. Who I don't remember that is. And they were both, their jaws fell open. They were in disbelief. They, they hated me. They just put their head down and went right back to whatever nonsense thing they were doing and whatever. And they, I just remember they mumbled something under their breath about I was making twice as much as they were. And they, they'd been there 20 years, and I'd been there like two. And, uh, and they all hated me. They really did. They just hated me for, you know, stealing all that thunder, winning all the awards, making them look bad or whatever. That's, that's the mark of a bad salesperson, right? 
and you're pissed off when another salesperson does great. To me, and I always said this, like everywhere I've been, I've set records and been number one in sales and everywhere I've been, and I've always said, I would love to be last. I would love to be the lowest salesperson. Now, don't get me wrong, that's not gonna be because suddenly I'm gonna suck at sales and be lazy. No, I'm gonna set records and be unbelievable. So wouldn't that be an awesome office to be in? where I was doing unbelievable, spectacular, unheard of things, and yet every other rep was doing even better. That's like being on the all-star team in baseball, right? You go from your last place team, where you're leading the team in homers, you make the all-star team, you're last in homers. You still have a huge number of homers, but what a great team that would be on. That would be to be on. You'd be on a team with superstars. So, and that's what I've always said everywhere I went. Fortunately, it doesn't happen. I, I'm always number one. But uh, then Ace, you came along, and I think either you broke most of my records, all of my records, something or other, like uh, you just kicked total butt, and uh, that was awesome to see. And, uh, okay, yeah, so the average first-year count rep made 67.5, and you made 150K. Right. I mean, that's, that's what we did, right? It's who we are. It's what we do. That's life. Anyway, that's Throwback Thursday. It's been great to be here with you, Ace. Who knew? Uh, uh, I, I, am in touch with a handful, maybe, uh, of people that knew back from those yellow pages day. It's very cool. You came on here. Thanks. And brought back some of the memories. Uh, that was fun. Still don't know what CPR stands for, but it's some kind of computerized report of something. And, uh, oh, Robin, that was our manager in the office. Ace is saying, Robin asked if I could make a thousand dollars a day, how many days would I work? And uh, Robin said that the two of us were the first people to promote ourselves. Uh, yeah, you know, Robin said to me, uh, we said a lot of things, but one thing he said is the company does not allow, what, you know, these big dumb companies, do not allow by rule to promote me until, until for one year at a time. I'd spend one year at each level. He said, if it were up to me, I would have brought you in and right away get you right to my full page advertisers where it makes the most difference. But I had to start out like everyone does with the little credit card size ads, eighth page and the, and the two inch ads and all that kind of nonsense. And then after a year I get promoted up to the, you know, now we're with quarter pages and, and, you know, still a lot of nonsense. And then finally that third year, which you had left by then ACE, otherwise you'd be also working with them, but you went on to greener pastures and, I was now working with the full-page advertisers, and, and, uh, and uh, yeah, so he said, what, we promoted ourselves. Right. It's not like I just had to wait because the company had a stupid rule. How dumb is that? I mean, that would be like saying in sports, you drafted with your first draft pick, like the number one greatest, you know, slam dunk basketball player who's number one, and uh, oh, you couldn't play him. Uh, you only could play him on the, on the JV squad. For the first couple of years, you couldn't you couldn't play him and couldn't start him against the top teams until three years or some nonsense. What kind of dumb rule is that? How about being results oriented and just saying if you're great, like let's go. But uh, anyway, uh, AM, yeah, that was it. AM, account manager. So it was A R A E A M. Whatever. What a nonsense jargon. And that was that question the manager asked: If we could make a thousand dollars a day, how many days would we work? I'm like. 21. I'd work all day, seven days. So what are you talking about? But yeah, that was the thing, right? Wasn't it? That was the kid, Dan, or whatever his name was, was like, 
gee, I'd only have to work two days a week. That'd be awesome. I'm like, whatever. It's all good. All fun. Thanks for being here on Throwback Thursday and bringing back the memories. Here's to the memories. And uh, by the way, learned a lot of stuff. Met a lot of fantastic business owners. Love working with them. Still always have to this day. Uh, uh, I love the whole world of advertising, marketing, sales. Talking to business owners, helping them reach their goals, helping them cut through the BS that other sales reps tell them and, uh, and all kinds of crap. And just bottom line, helping them have more fun and make more money. To me, that's what it's all about. So that'll do it for Throwback Thursday. Thanks, Ace, for the memories. We'll have to catch up and uh, tell some more stories. I know you know a lot more than me because you know me. I used to say all the time, I didn't come here to make friends. Like, I did not go to the bar on Friday night with everybody. And I didn't go out to lunch when everyone went out to lunch or breakfast at the same whatever. Like, I'm like, no, no, no. Uh, I didn't come here to make friends. I didn't come here to be part of the team even though I was, and our team was number one, but I'm like, I, I, you know, I, I come here, and I didn't come here to, 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 to help the company. I came here to help the business owners. And if you help the business owners, that'll help the company. That was my unheard of attitude towards the whole thing. The other reps were like, you're crazy. Your job is to sell stuff and then move on to the next one. And they'd come by well, I, some, once in a while, late at night, I'd still be working, making up an ad, and they'd come back. Somebody, like, forgot their jacket. They're half drunk from being at the bar across the street making friends with everybody. They come back like, you're still working? What the hell? I go, yeah, I'm making up an ad. They go, you, made, you already made the sale. That one's done. Move on to the next one. I'm like, dude, when I made the sale, that's when my work begins. I made the sale because I promised this guy I'm going to make him up a fantastic winning ad, and I'm going to be working all weekend on making up ads. And they would just shake their head and go, you're crazy. And, you know, I loved it then, still love it now. I still make up ads for small business owners that change their lives and open new locations and make them more money and less time and less stress than they ever have before. And I'm just not doing it with a big, dumb company. Which, by the way, after both of us left Ace, how many times did they go bankrupt? I think three or four times. Like, now I'm not saying that's because we left. Uh, maybe it is. Just uh, the writing was on the wall. We both saw it. We scramoosed out of that ridiculous thing. And I'm scramoosing out of today's Throwback Thursday video. It's been fun. Thanks, everybody, hanging out, especially Ace. And I will be back with you tomorrow on Foundation Friday. I will catch you then. Over and out. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs hosted by Steve Cypress. Join us tomorrow for another exciting episode designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Also, go to rhinodaily.com for more great business exploding tips, strategies, and tactics from the world's top experts. Plus, snag your free copy of Money Making Monthly Magazine. Goodbye.